You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Now, I don't necessarily know if Tacos, Coffee, and Romstein are the best pregame for doing a podcast, but I'm going to try to come down a little bit. i got to relax, because I am way too jacked up about a... a, a um, well, I, I don't really have anything to say that's um, worthy of getting super fired up. Things kind of fell as they were supposed to fall. I think we saw everything the Packers had and more. I know everybody's all, why couldn't Rodgers hit a couple of those wide-open guys? Yeah, got some serious tinnitus going on. Holy cow, that was way too loud. <laughs> Owie. But look, here's the bottom line. This team is not ready. Even fully healthy, you have your concerns. But you add on top of that all the injuries and the fact that, oh, I don't know, we fired our head coach. The best case scenario, as much as many people don't want to hear it, was to lose today. That's just the reality. Losing was the better option. Because there, even if we squeak out a win, look at the performance by this team. Look at the poor tackling. Look at the garbage play by so many people like Josh Jackson, Josh Jones, Aaron Rodgers. Look at all the drops. Look at all the missed tackles. Look at all the injuries on top of everything else. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to play after this week. We have no idea if Kenny Clark is going to be back for the rest of the year. We don't know anything. It's entirely possible we beat the Bears and lose to the Jets. Losing today was the right thing to happen as much as, listen, in the third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever it was, when we had that change of possession when we recovered that fumble, when we stopped him on that uh, that fake uh, whatever it was. What was that, a punt, fake field goal, whatever? Fake punt, I think. And you felt that momentum shift, and then you go look at the Vikings game, and all of a sudden the Miami Dolphins are picking back up, and it's like, oh boy, maybe, just maybe. But at the end of the day, after the loss, and after we have officially been eliminated from the playoffs, and we have, it's over, it's officially over, you realize that this was the best-case scenario. And we have to come to grips with that. It just was. We have to reboot. We don't have a coach right now. You look at Joe Philbin after the game, and it was like, oh, I don't know, you know, the hey, you know, the offense should have been better, defense should have been better, special teams should have been better, the coaching should have been better, I don't know, just should have been better. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. This is the Green Bay Packers right now. This is it. This is not good. This is not the team we want to push all in. This is the team we want to have get us a top 10 pick. That's what we want. That's what we need. And listen, I fully understand something. This team right now with Nick Bosa, still not a Super Bowl team. A lot of stuff has to change. 
That's why the head coach is a very big decision because whoever it is, I hope that they are a motivating factor. And to be completely honest, the more I watched this game and the more I thought about it, the more I realized I don't think a Vic Fangio is going to be quite enough. Maybe he is, but a guy who just quietly, slowly improves some of the lesser talent, I, I, I just worry because I feel like the Packers have a lot of talent. The talent resides in Aaron Rodgers. Where's the production? The talent resides in guys like Blake Martinez and Josh Jackson and Josh Jones. Where's the production? Where's the play? Where's the motivation? That's my biggest concern. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, let me just be completely honest, and I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but if Aaron Rodgers continues to play like he's been playing this year, it's over. It's game, set, match. He is the biggest pivotal piece here. And whatever it takes to get him back on track, and I don't think it's it's game over. I'm not going to say that. That's ridiculous. But something has to change. And Nick Bosa isn't going to change it, but neither is playing him the last couple games, missing the playoffs and being a garbage team. I think winning has a positive impact, but I also think that there's there's a... I don't know. I, I just keep coming back to the head coach. It, it it really just comes down to, you look at Aaron Rodgers and when he's performed, he's just feeling good. And you, you look at... When he's smiling and when he has... Listen, Jordy Nelson. You want to know who's a better receiver right now between Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams? It's Devontae Adams and it's not even close. If you want to know who would help Aaron Rodgers right now between Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson, I'm not sure I have an answer. How many times just today did you see Aaron Rodgers pointing to Devontae to go do something and he did the wrong thing? I remember... On one particular play, probably third-ish quarter, he's pointing to Devontae like, look, here's what we're doing, here's what we're doing, here's what we're doing. And he rolls to his right and he's staring at him and he's pointing and he's pointing like, come on, he goes to throw it. Devontae's not where he thought he was going to be and he keeps running and running and running. Eventually he just kind of throws it at him, but basically he doesn't have chemistry with Devontae Adams. As much as Devontae is an absolute freak and he is arguably one of the best receivers we've had in Aaron Rodgers' tenure He's awesome. I love Devontae. I don't want him to go anywhere, but that chemistry isn't there. Aaron Rodgers is on on an island. His ability to have a rapport with somebody, we were hoping we'd get it with Jimmy Graham. It's not there. It's definitely not there with Equinemius and and Marquez. We saw a lot of missed throws. Most of that is on Rodgers. You heard his quote already today talking about how, you know, that that throw to EQ was his fault, not Equinemius' fault. But it's just not there. With guys like with with Jordy and guys like Jennings and even Cobb at a different point in time and Driver and all these different guys, what they had beyond talent was chemistry. I think you take half of these guys and you ship them off to different teams and they don't produce half as well because it's it's you know maybe sixty percent talent and forty percent chemistry. And you look at Devontae Adams and it is it is talent through the roof, but there's just no chemistry. So as much as we look at it, yeah, I mean, you look at what happens when Devontae just wins. Basically, our comeback was Devontae Adams and Aaron Aaron Rodgers just taking over the game. And that's a great duo, and that's a great tandem, and it's going to be for a long time, and I'm very excited to see that continue to grow. But we still need to find some kind of chemistry, some kind of a mind meld, to when Aaron Rodgers just looks at you and says, here's what I want you to do, you know it's game over. Because that's how it used to be with Jordy. Like, he sees something with the defense, he looks over at Jordy, he gives a little hand signal, and you know it's game over. Because he told Jordy something, and Jordy understands completely, Aaron Rodgers throws before Jordy even comes out of his break, and it's caught, toe-tapping, out-of-bounds, whatever. 
That's chemistry, and it just doesn't exist. Aaron Rodgers is by himself. And he's a secluded kind of person as it is, but he needs this kind of community. And I, I, I kind of feel like maybe for Aaron Rodgers it's even more so. I don't want to get personal, but, you know, there's the issues with the family. And now McCarthy, there was kind of some separation, and now he's officially gone. Philbin will officially be gone at some point. Who does he have? He had a, he had a great relationship with his quarterback coach. He's gone. He had a great relationship with Jordy. He's gone. That needs to be built somewhere. And Brian Gutekunst and Mark, Mark Murphy need to make that priority number one. This man needs a family in Green Bay. He needs a family wearing green and gold on Sundays. He needs to find that. People that he can trust, that he can rely on. Whether that's that, well, forget weather. That includes the head coach. That includes his new quarterback coach because Signetti needs to go bye-bye. Head coach, quarterback coach, wide receivers, new tight ends, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Because you know what the answer is. What is this team if Aaron, if, if the 28, okay, how do I phrase this? Would you rather have the 2018 team but Aaron Rodgers is playing at 100%? We're talking 2011 Aaron Rodgers. Or would you rather have 2018 Aaron Rodgers with some really good draft picks like Nick Bosa and a couple other people? There's probably going to be not 100%, but I would assume most people would make the right decision, and the right decision is 2011 Aaron Rodgers. Neither of those things are optimal, but we need Aaron Rodgers to be Aaron Rodgers. He's not Aaron Rodgers, and he hasn't been. And it's a mental thing with him. You know it is. There's nothing physically wrong with this man. His arm is incredible. We see the beautiful throws. We, we know his mind is just out of this world. His intelligence is off the charts. He can still move. Everything we need in Aaron Rodgers is still within Aaron Rodgers. But this man is being isolated. It's cold in Green Bay. And that means more than one thing to Aaron Rodgers. I'm not just talking about temperature. He doesn't have anything. Now, I, I, I've, I've been kind of off the train of we got to, you know, get him some talent, this, that, or the other, you know, whatever it is, what it is. But I kind of feel like we're at a breaking point because his career, his career is winding down. And I don't know what it's going to take, but I, I, I know that we are searching for a new head coach, and I know we're searching for a lot of new coaches, and I know that we have got an opportunity now. And a lot of people probably disagree with this, but I could not care any less. Aaron Rodgers needs to be done for the season. You give me one reason why Aaron Rodgers should continue to play. Because that's, that's, that's absolute nonsense. Other than some emotional garbage reasoning, give me one reason why he should play. How does it help this team? There's a potential for him to get hurt. There's a potential for us to win. I don't want either of those things to happen. I want him to be healthy. I don't care if he's grumpy on the sideline. I don't care if he has a grudge because what, I've been, what have I been saying this whole time? You know what fixes all of this stuff? Winning fixes everything. Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers' relationship was a lot better back in the days when we were winning. Their relationship got fractured when we stopped winning. We get a new head coach and start winning. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. I want him healthy next year, and I don't care if he pitches a fit. 
I don't care because at some point we got listen if we're willing to make tough decisions and ship Jordy Nelson off and ship his quarterback coach off that we need to be tough and put on our big boy pants and say Aaron you're done and I don't care if Philbin says no he's not I'm making an executive decision as the GM or if if I have to go to Mark Murphy it's gonna happen if I have to go to Joe Philbin's door and say you bench him or you're fired I literally would do that I'm not kidding you. Bench him or you're fired. It's over. What are we playing for? Other than an injury and a worse draft pick, what are we playing for? Well, it's pride. Listen, if you take 100 Fortune 500 CEOs and you tell them to make an intelligent business decision based on the future of your corporation, 100 out of 100 bench Aaron Rodgers. However, you ask me one NFL head coach, and they're all going to play Aaron Rodgers because of some... uh, Calm down. Because of some silly notion of... I don't even know what it is. Pride. Um... You know, competition, you play to win. Yeah, well, that's past. We had our opportunity to win, and we blew it. It's over. We didn't win. I don't care about your pride anymore. You had a chance to win, and you blew it. Don't give me this garbage about pride. I don't want to hear it anymore. You had your opportunity, and you failed. Pack it up. Sit on the bench. Don't give me this romanticized garbage. I don't want to hear it. We just got spanked by the Bears. We're about to be fourth in the division. You want to talk to me about pride? We don't have any pride. That moment is past. We had an opportunity to win in 2018, and it didn't work, and that's fine. And I don't care. I'm content. I'm good with it. Just stop feeding me this nonsense. I'm so tired of it. I'm so bored with it. As a good fan, I'm supposed to always root for a win and blah, blah, blah. Shush. Shush. If you want to hear that, go listen to somebody else's podcast. I'm trying to actually help this team. Winning isn't going to help anymore. I don't want to hear it anymore. We have a great opportunity. Listen, our opportunity to win in the future is so massive, but you all are going to mess it up. You're going to mess it up. We got to get it right in the next couple weeks. We got to get a great head coach. We got to get it right. We got to lose these next couple games and tank in the draft and get a really high pick and knock it out of the park because we have two first-round draft picks, a high second, a high third, two fourth-round draft picks, a fifth, two sixths, and a high seventh. On top of that, we've got $45 million in cap space and another $20 million or so that we can free up after June 1st when we cut Brian Balaga and we cut uh, Nick Perry. We have a very real chance of turning this back into a, not just a championship, a dynasty. A dynasty. And you want to mess that up because you want to beat the Jets. I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. That is so short-sighted and so lazy and so boring and so emotional and I don't want to hear it.
because I care about the future of the Green Bay Packers. And if you want to come at me about beating the Jets and the Lions because you don't want to be fourth and you're worried about Aaron Rodgers' feelings, go away. I don't care. They had their chance to be great, and they failed. Time to pack it in. I told you Romstein was a bad idea, man. <laughs> but I'm, 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 listen, I know most of you are on board. I don't, I don't mean to bite your head off, but I'm just telling you, because I know where this is going to go. I already know. And I can already sense it, and I can already tell all the Packers fans who are puffing out their chest and saying, if you're saying we should bench Aaron Rodgers, you're not a real fan. And I don't want to hear it. Take your emotional little... Take that somewhere else. Because, listen, the difference between... Being first in the division in 2019 and carrying on and getting a Super Bowl or possibly multiple and being fourth in the division for the next 20 years may very well hinge on what we do in the next couple weeks. And I'm not about to mess that up because of your feelings. I'm not going to mess that up because I I don't want to lose to the Jets and the Lions. I don't want to be fourth. (laughs) Go cry to somebody else that cares. I want a Super Bowl. We can't get it this year. I'm sorry. Go cry about it. And listen, the only reason I'm upset is because, again, this is so, so, so critical. These next couple weeks are so critical. And I was just, I was just thinking about it and talking. I, my best friend is, is a Chicago Bears fan. Him and I were talking through this game. And he was telling me, you guys need to lose this game. And I said, I know. And he said, you guys need to bench Aaron Rodgers. And I said, I know. The only reason I'm upset is because this is so simple. If we bench Aaron Rodgers, and if we put Kenny Clark on IR, and we put in Kaiser, and we take Devontae out, we will lose the next two games, and we will get a top five pick in the draft. You have my word on that. Top five pick. Top five, guys. Beyond that, again, the, the, how critical it is to get a new head coach, which is why it was the right decision to get rid of Mike McCarthy early. Not at the end of the season, now, today, yesterday, a week ago, whatever. I'm not trying to be cold. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to win. I'm trying to win. I don't know what you're trying to do. I'm trying to win. Not against the Jets. I'm trying to get a Super Bowl in 2019. You want to beat the Jets. I don't care about the Jets. Let them win. Let's forfeit. I don't even want to go there. Just forfeit. Who cares? Who cares? Well, then you're you're building a losing culture in Green Bay. Green Bay has a losing culture right now. I don't know if you knew that. Have you been watching this year? It's already there, Chief. Already there. They're losers. That's what happens when you lose. You're losers. I want them to be winners in 2019. We just have different priorities, boss. I mean, we can be friends. I'm just right and you're wrong. That's the only difference. You want to beat the Jets. I want to win a Super Bowl next year. That's the difference. I shouldn't be upset because, again, 
This is what's supposed to happen. The reason I'm upset is because I know what's going to happen is we're going to do the wrong thing and we're going to beat the Jets and there's a good chance we're going to beat the Lions and I am going to lose my mind because I'm going to watch Quinn and Williams and Nick Bosa go off the board. I'm going to watch Ed Oliver get picked at number six overall and I'm going to realize we should have had him, but we didn't because we just had to beat the Jets and the Lions. And we're going to draft... <laughs> Montez Sweat, who's going to get three sacks next year because we just had to beat the Jets to to satisfy your ego, and we're going to be trash again. And you're going to be all upset not realizing that it's you that caused the problem. Not you particularly because you don't make any decisions, but that mentality that you have that's so imbued in the NFL that you always have to compete. You all... Baloney. Garbage. You lost. It's over. The Packers are out. Tank the season. Sorry, Chief. Pack it up. I'm going over Phil. I know Phil is not going to tank. Of course he's not. I know Rodgers isn't going to tank. Everybody knows that. You got people talking all the time on Twitter, acting like they're smart. Like, oh, what? You think coaches fighting for their job and players are actually going to tank? No, dummy. Nobody thinks that. I'm talking about taking away your options. You don't get an opportunity to play and ruin this for us. Sorry, game over. You sit. You're out. IR. You're over. You don't want to tank the season? That's fine. You're fired. Sorry, coach. I know you're not going to tank. You're fired. That's what the GM does. That's what I do if I'm the GM. I'm telling you right now I'm having a conversation with Philbin, and I'm going to say, First of all, I'm talking to the doctors and saying, how's uh, how's Rodgers doing? I know he's hurt. Can we put him on IR? And I want you to tell me immediately if he can play or if he's on IR. Because if he can be put on IR, we're putting him on IR and we're ending the season. If they're giving him a clearance and ready to play, I'm talking to Philbin and I'm saying we're sitting him. And that's the end of the conversation. And if you have any problem with that, you can go find employment somewhere else. And if you think I'm kidding, I'm not. I would 100% say that right to Joe Philbin's face. Because I am not allowing an interim head coach to ruin our future. A guy that's only going to be here two weeks and then he's getting fired. You think I'm going to let him mess this up? Not a chance. Not a chance. We've got a couple weeks to get this right. We have to lose. Nobody wants to lose. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to lose. You don't want to lose. Philbin doesn't want to lose. We have to lose. I don't like losing. I don't like seeing the Packers lose. I I got excited watching the Packers beat up on the Bears. Like I said, I was rooting for the Packers through the entire game. It wasn't until the end that I realized this is the right thing to do. And now that I'm starting the podcast, I got to give it to you straight. And listen, we got to be on the same page here. It doesn't really matter if we are or not, because we don't make decisions. But we have to realize the right thing to do is to lose. 2018 is over. It's closed. And what have I been saying all year? As long as there's a chance, you go and get it. Just go. If you can get that Super Bowl, go get it. I don't care how improbable it is. As silly as it was for me to even say that, because this is a team that can't even get to 500, the fact of the matter is, mathematically, we're not eliminated, and Aaron Rodgers has done magical things, so let's just see if he can do it. He showed up, and he played kind of terrible. And the rest of the team played kind of terrible, because you know what? This team is kind of terrible this year. Part of it is because of the lack of talent, and part of it is because the talented players on this team decided they didn't want to show their talent. They just weren't going to show up. So you know what? It's not in the cards. That's fine. 
Really stinks that we waited all year to watch that garbage, but hey, it is what it is. But you know what? Next year, let's get it right. Let's get it right next year. Let's get a good head coach. Let's get some really good draft picks, which means losing two games. That's all I'm asking for. I'm asking you to lose two games. That will make a a massive difference. I promise you it will. Do you understand if we have the fifth overall pick and another first, there's a very good chance we could have Nick Bosa next year? Do you realize Nick Bosa could be as good as Khalil Mack? That, that scouts right now are saying that Nick Bosa is better than Joey Bosa. Do you know how good Joey Bosa is? I'm telling you right now, Nick Bosa could be one of the greats. I'm not kidding you. And that's just our first round pick. That doesn't include our second, third, fourth, two fourths, two sixths, a fifth, a sixth, and a, or a seventh, or whatever. You get what I'm saying. That doesn't include free agency. We're rooting for the same team, guys. I'm sorry I got upset. I didn't mean to yell. It's it's the Rammstein and Tacos. I, I, I can't help it. We're rooting for the same team. I just need you to understand that I get frustrated because I realize we are two losses away from something that is so incredible. We can go from last to first like that. The Bears are not that good. The Vikings are not that good. The Lions are a joke. The Packers can snap back at the at, at to the top of the division very quickly. All we have to do is lose two more games, and that's it. That's it. That's all we have to do. That could make the difference between drafting 5th and drafting, you know, 19th or 20th. And really, there's only one thing we have to do to make that happen, and that is bench Aaron Rodgers, because Kaiser is not going to beat the Jets, and he's not going to beat the Lions. We just have to bench Aaron Rodgers. That's it. Anyways, I, I really don't have whole lot else to say i mean we can do deeper analysis on stuff and see like who stepped up and who didn't um you know i i don't know i i could do off the cuff analysis you know <laughs> not of a lot of it is going to be very positive so i i want to take a little bit more time especially when i'm in a very hostile mood i'd rather not uh pop off right now about my analysis of individual players because it wasn't great but um i i suppose the one thing i wanted to mention Looking at some of these games here this week, I'd already mentioned the Browns winning was a good thing that kind of separates us a little bit. Um, the Falcons winning makes them a five-win team, which is beneficial. That's what we wanted to happen, and they actually won pretty handily, which is good because it gives me hope that they can win one more, which is really all they need to do um, to pass us, assuming we lose the next two. So so the five-win teams right now, the teams that only need to win one game uh, if we lose out for us to draft higher are the Atlanta Falcons, Detroit Lions, New York Giants, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills beat the Lions today, so the Buffalo Bills got added to that list. If we lose out, we don't have to worry about Detroit. And also, if we lose out, the Jets get a win. They're a four-win team, so they'd have to win uh, their other game in order to surpass us. But, you know, if the Bills, the Bucks, the Giants, the Lions, and Atlanta all win one more game, then we end up drafting sixth if we lose out. It's also worth noting that the Colts absolutely spanked the Cowboys 23 to nothing, which is pretty awesome because I'm tired of hearing about the Cowboys being so great. Colts are definitely an underrated team. Cowboys are, I don't want to say they're overrated, but uh, you just got B23 nothing. You got to reevaluate uh, some of your stuff there. Buccaneers lost, which wasn't good. Redskins barely beat the Jaguars. It really would have been awesome if the Jaguars could have squeaked that one out. That would have been pretty uh, beneficial for us as far as the draft is concerned. Otherwise, not a whole lot going on. The 49ers are actually beating the Seahawks, 
which by the time you hear this, um, I'm, I'm recording this obviously after the game. By the time you hear this, you'll know the end of it. But if the 49ers beat the Seahawks, I don't know if, I don't think we can actually draft higher than the 49ers, so it doesn't really matter. But it's kind of awesome that the Seahawks are losing just because, you know, not only for this year and for the sake of the NFC, but for next year, who are the dominant teams? Well, we'll see. Steelers are also beating the Patriots, so it's not an all bad. It's not all bad. Especially if, again, if we consider that this was the best case scenario, the Packers just had to lose. We got to purge, man. You can't be in rebuild year and win out. right? If you're trying to rebuild and you make it to the wild card, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit. But uh, anyways, not a whole lot of other uh, games with implications. we got Eagles, Rams, Saints, Panthers. All these games are ahead of us. i kind of rooting for the Panthers at this point just because I like the Rams to just go on a losing – or the uh, Saints to go on a losing streak and uh, eventually lose out in the playoffs so we get a higher draft pick there. And then obviously we'll talk more about uh, the games and the implications next week, next week. But anyways, I, I genuinely hope I got my point across, that this is this is what had to happen. And I really, really am just not going to be very happy if we end up playing Aaron Rodgers and beat the Jets and or the Lions, because it just serves absolutely no purpose. And I'm just not buying that that's going to carry over into 2019. That 2019, we're going to pop up with the same really bad team, with our mediocre draft picks and our new head coach. And what's really going to make the difference is the fact that we beat the Jets in week 16. Give me a break. Give me an absolute flubbing break. I'm sorry. It just doesn't do it for me. And if you're not trying to take it from an analytical standpoint, from a left-brain standpoint, and you just want to be a fan and cheer, and you can't cheer against him because that makes you a bad... Fine. Go do it. Then you and I aren't going to be friends for the next couple weeks. Just wait until the season's officially over. Then come back and check out the podcast. Give it a two-week break. Then once we miss the playoffs, we can talk about other stuff. Because at that point, it's solidified and it does nothing else matters. We don't have to worry about rooting for the Packers because they're not playing again until August. Until then, I don't know if you and I are going to be very good friends. But just understand that I am rooting for what is best for the Packers. Absolutely, unequivocally, not a question. Best case scenario, we've got to lose out these last two games. And we should probably, we should bench as many critical people as possible because, listen, it's not impossible. Look at Balaga. If Aaron Rodgers tears his ACL against the Detroit Lions, what does that mean for us? What is that? What, you tell me the benefit. We, we're going to miss him for a good portion of 2019. And we have Kaiser as our starting quarterback. Why? For your pride so that you could say, yay, go, Pack, go? I'm sorry. I don't care that much about you and your cheering interests. And wanting to be third in the division. I, I just, I don't care. I, I really don't. We got to be better than that. We got to be a better fan base than that. And I know to be a fan base to some of you means always cheering and always clapping like a clapping seal. But I got to approach it more like a GM. And I think we all should a little bit. Not to say that the stadium should be empty necessarily. But we need to recognize the situation. I'm not, you know, and listen, th- this is... This is how we should feel internally. I'm not saying you should blast the Packers if they win. Like, don't seek them out on social media. You bunch of dummies, we should have been throwing it. I hate you guys for winning. That, that's probably not going to be the best thing ever. But people who have the ability to make correct decisions need to make correct decisions. The GM needs to make an executive decision to pull the plug officially. I'm talking pull rank. 
And if he can't, then he needs to go to Murphy, and Murphy needs to be a man and just step up and say, we're pulling it, we're, we're done, it's over. But, you know, just like the Packers are, it's kind of like your kids. You know, you always applaud them for their effort, even though they're not very good. That's sort of what I mean by how you interact with the Packers as people. <laughs> Right again. Don't seek him out on social media and say you're supposed to tank. You know, you kind of just kind of fake it till you make it kind of thing. Like, oh man, you guys had him. That's a travesty. They should be playing you. Oh, yeah, it's so terrible. Well, whatever. I guess we'll get him next year, right, guys? All right, just treat them like your kids who are terrible at singing, but they are in a singing competition. You know they're gonna fail. You kind of want them to because you want to give up the charade. But of course you're going to be encouraging. You're not going to like laugh at your kid when he gets off the stage like, <laughs> you are so bad. <laughs> oh, I'm going to send that to your grandma. You're the worst. Oh, oh, wait till grandpa sees this. You are getting no Christmas presents. That was terrible. No, no, we're not going to do that. We'll be encouraging. We'll applaud. We'll say go pack go. But uh, we'll be encouraging in the losses. Because next year, I'm, you know, I've been doing this podcast for two years. And for two years, this team has been not very good. And I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want three years in a row of doing this podcast and having to talk about how bad the Packers are. I'm over it. Game, I'm, I'm just, I'm done. We got to get it right. We got to get it right next year. So we're going to reload. We're going we're gonna to hit it real hard in the in free agency. We're going to hit it hard in the draft. We're going to go out and get the best of the best head coach that there is, and he's going to stack some really talented you know, assistant coaches, this, that, or the other. We're going to have Mike Pettin in there, and we're going to stack him with some talent. We're going to go get him Nick Bosa and a bunch of other freaks, and we're going to win the Super Bowl next year, and that's it. We are going to win the Super Bowl next year. Go ahead and write it down. What is today? December 16th. Pack Daddy said Packers win the Super Bowl 2019. I was the first one to say it. Write it down. Going to happen. But we got to make good decisions in 2018, and they're going to be painful decisions. And the decision is to just give up the charade, lock it up. Sorry, didn't happen. Anyways, I'm going to go back to listening to uh, some music. i got to get some NFL draft stuff done. I'm going to get a video up today. I'm really excited. It was supposed to be yesterday. It didn't happen. But I got the house to myself. I need to be getting productive. So if you want to check that out uh, on YouTube, it's Pack Daddy NFL is my YouTube channel. I should have that up today. In fact, I think I'm going to live stream it. It's just easier. That way I don't have to do all the recording as much as it's a little more stress and the quality probably isn't quite as good. I'll probably just live stream it because it just makes my life easier. Just go live, man. Just just, just do it in one shot. We'll do it live. But anyways, um, have as good of a day as you possibly can. I know I probably didn't make that easy on a Monday, but <laughs> um, again, it's going to be awesome next year, okay? It's going to be so flipping amazing, and it starts today. Building for 2019 starts today. You folks, enjoy your Monday. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great one. Uh, bye-bye.